0: Time for the only radio show of its kind. Auctioneers of antiques, collectors of cool, veterans of vintage. It's the Donnelly Auctions Hour on AM560, The Answer. For the next hour, enjoy great information about buying and selling antiques and collectibles and some interesting stories. Now, the Donnelly Auctions Hour.
1: Welcome to the Donnelly Auctions Hour. Thank you for joining us. We are here every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. Just say, Alexa, play the Donley Auctions Hour on AM 560. <laughs> Hi, I'm Susan, and I am here with Randy Donley. We are the owners of Donley Auctions in Union, Illinois. We're just 60 miles west of Chicago, not far, right down I-90. Come right. see us out by the Wild West Town. Hi, Randy.
2: Hey, Susan. What um, What are we talking about today? We're
1: talking about something.
2: Yep, toys. <laughs> This antique, week, we're talking
1: about antique ant-
2: toys, antique
1: yeah. and vintage toys, too, because right. I think that is something everybody probably has.
2: Well, and you know what's interesting, of course, uh, we keep stressing this uh, on our show from uh, week to week that sometimes uh, it uh, doesn't have to be antique to be collectible I mean, Invaluable, and valuable. Right. And sometimes antique gets too old for people and right. prices can drop. But uh,
1: can you tell us real quick the. The difference between an antique toy and a vintage toy. Give us those years, so people well, know what I, you we're know
2: what, referring Susan, I, to. I don't know that that is a uh, a hard line in in the in the sand. Um, you know, a- antique toys it was what we commonly refer to as you know the the old cast iron uh, like arcade type toys and everything and Hubley and, and that. But but toys go all the way back, you know, a- into the eighteen uh, hundreds, uh, of of course. Um, but I would have to say. Uh, what we consider antique pretty much ends at World War II. Okay. And so from the 40s, 50s, 60s, we start to refer to that more as vintage rather than antique.
1: So all the toys I played with are considered vintage.
2: <laughs> how did that happen? Actually, modern. I'm oh, sorry. Oh my gosh. I don't how think did that they even happen? fit into vintage at your age.
1: Well, let's touch base real quick. How is everything going at Donley Auctions this week?
2: Wow, it's uh it's crazy week because uh you know we've got an auction leaving and another one going and uh uh or coming rather. Right. And um it, it's always uh it's it's always chaos. We have so much stuff walking in the door. Uh, from from the radio show, actually, I know. Um, Thank
1: you to our listeners out there that are calling us. You know,
2: last week we we talked about uh, guns and the upcoming military auction, which is in May. And of course, a gentleman walked in with just a absolute beautiful engraved Colt pistol. I couldn't uh, believe it. That'll be in this auction, yeah. but. Everything, I mean, the craziness. You know, we, we mentioned military vehicles that we're looking for uh, anything in old vehicles. A <laughs> gentleman walked in with a tail section of a World War II German aircraft. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I don't have the whole airplane, but I got a part of one. <laughs> we'll take and, that. And I'll tell you, fragments do just fine, especially right. when it comes to aircraft.
1: So that auction you're talking about, those items will be in our May 19th or 20th. Right. Guns and military mm-hmm. auction. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, Sunday, March 12th, is the kickoff of our vintage license plate auction. The lots start closing at 9 a.m. So it's been online for over right. a month now. Yeah, so
2: I wouldn't call it the kickoff. I'd call it the end because it's been up for a week already yeah, so or a month. Get, it's been a month. got to yeah. get
1: your bids in by tomorrow. So you can go to DonleyAuctions.com and click on the vintage license plate auction and get your bids in now. Sure. Tell them about the phonograph auction next weekend.
2: Oh my gosh, uh, a great, great uh, auction coming up with antique phonographs and music boxes and records, parts, just anything and everything. We've got about three different collectors' collections all going up at mm-hmm. the same time. But we're selling all kinds of stuff that's not uh, uh, necessarily even phonographs. We've got vintage guitars and amplifiers, uh, uh, ham radio equipment. Mm-hmm. The the radio selection is phenomenal. Uh, just some really great, great uh, uh, radios, and and again, one one of the last collections that we picked up—a radio collection—just uh, a couple days ago was due to this radio show. That's right. Somebody called us uh, from Arlington Heights and said, "Hey, you know, I've got, got a basement stuff. full of this stuff." And <laughs> she
1: sent us photos, and we're zooming in on the corners of that oh, room. And yeah. Oh my gosh, we found some great stuff! I said, "We got to get out there." So we have the you Arlington bet. Heights collection that we're getting online this week. That auction is March 18th. That's a Saturday. It is live, so you can come to our facility. Sure. And you can also bid online if you'd like to stay in your pajamas (laughs) and bid from your house. You're more than welcome to do that.
2: You bet. Uh, But, you know, today, uh, you know, we're going to actually be talking about toys. And, Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, what's interesting about toy collecting to me is that there's so many different fields uh, of toy collecting. I mean, you're looking at... Uh, you know, the earliest of toys, you know, being tin windups and or tin toys and windups and everything, cast iron. Uh, but all, you know, trains, banks, uh, robots, mechanical toys. I mean, there's so many different toys that people actually, they can't, you know, in most cases, they don't just collect everything. They will very
1: specific, yes, yes. you know, the
2: uh, again, the, not only in trains, I mean, trains breaks into so many different categories pre war, post war, HO. I mean, you name it, and uh, the same is with you know, cast iron. There's some people only collect the cars, others collect the motorcycles. Oh, what about farm equipment? You know, so there's so many different specialties, but but toys also you know just branches into so many areas you know because uh n- not only the the common things we know like you know dolls and and uh uh toy uh, cars and everything but you know even pedal cars bicycles marbles i mean all these fit into the you know toy category
1: mm-hmm. you know one thing we want to mention too is advertising do you remember that advertising piece we had of that little boy in front of a pedal car now that you brought up pedal cars that was a great piece of advertising and it sold very well. So again, we want to mention not only toys, but the advertising of toys is also very collectible today. You
2: bet there's so many crossover uh, fields uh, that in when you're collecting antiques uh, because uh, the the advertising of all the toys again not only appeals to the toy collectors but the advertising people also.
1: That's right. So today we have a special guest in our yeah. next segment so don't go anywhere. His name is John Betts. He is a toy expert. So we're really going to focus on some antique and vintage toys because he knows a lot, a lot about that.
2: You know, he, he sure does. He, he's been a friend of mine, uh, ours, for, for years. Uh, and um, he's he's been a good, uh, uh, you know, good source of information for us. I mean, he's just been so helpful and so, um, you know, giving of information. That's what I love about our, our consigners is yeah. so often, you know. I think
1: that he likes Tucker more than us, though. <laughs> Tucker, our dog. <laughs> yeah,
2: if you don't, if you haven't been to the auction house, Tucker, Come the auction Tucker dog, the auction is, dog. Uh, I think he's the most popular part he's of the operation. He's more famous uh, than we operation. are, yes, yeah. that's
1: for sure. But anyway, just recapping on exciting things happening at Downley Auctions this week. We have a popcorn collection, vintage popcorn machines, tins, boxes, Burlap Sacks Advertising, that auction is online only April 1st, April Fool's Day. And then, of course, we will be touching base again today on our Spring Classic that's coming up at the end of April. And that's what we want to focus on is a section of that auction is going to be dedicated to toys. That's correct. So we want to tell everyone out there what to look for, what's of value, what's collectible today, what do you have? What do you need to get rid of? You know, we're here to guide you and offer services at Donley Auctions. Right. And
2: call us um, at 815-923-7000. Don't hesitate to call uh, or email us at Donley Auctions.
1: At, at Outlook.com. Outlook. Outlook. Yeah.
2: At and it's Outlook. Donley
1: D-O-N-L-E-Y. So what people have been doing since we've been on the radio is sending us an email with some photos It doesn't have to be a photo of every single item. It can be a photo of the room, like the woman in Arlington Heights sent us a photo of the room. And we were able to zoom in and see all the different things she had. It was set up beautifully. Same thing with you got a group of toys. Just send us a photo of it. We'll be able to look at it. And
2: it's sometimes just as easy for you to take a photo with your phone nowadays and text it. So much easier. Oh, but you can't text it to the 7,000 number. That's a nope. landline.
1: Call us first and we'll give you the secret phone number. Aha, uh-huh, to text, text too. That's yes. right. Because <laughs> <laughs> we do want to make it easier on everybody. It can be overwhelming sometimes with all your stuff. So if you give us an idea of what you have, we'll be able to give you an honest valuation and give you next steps on what to do with those items. Should it go on auction? Do you keep it in the family? Or, you know, do you sell it on Craigslist? Who knows? But anyway... Back to the auctions coming up and how to bid in an auction real quick. How do you bid an auction? There's three ways. You can come live to our facility if it's a live auction.
2: That's my favorite. We love, really love when you, know, you guys if, come out to come our auction Come on house. out to the facility. Yes. Uh, you get to see who and what we are and the, and the scope of uh, our operation. And it's it,
1: not just, you know, a normal auction hall. We have tables and chairs. We have heat. We have air conditioning. It's a and we social have, event. We have free yeah. food. That's for sure. The second way is an absentee bid. Uh, you can get that off of our website at donleyauctions.com or you can submit a phone bid. Same thing. The form is online at donleyauctions.com. And we, you know, I take phone bids for people on your behalf. It's if I'm bidding for you and you're just on the other end of the phone telling me, where yeah, to go that's, from there? That's so it's very easy. It's very yeah. easy to do. Three ways to bid in our auctions. Go to DonleyAuctions.com. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six auctions coming up. Right. At least mm-hmm. we got several more in the, in but, the.
2: But if you have toys at home, stay tuned for this uh, this program because uh, we're going to tell you uh, how to consign your toys and get them right. up at and auction.
1: Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. John Betts coming up. Our special guest today. You are listening to the Donnelly Auctions Hour right here on AM560, The Answer.
0: They've been called auctioneers of antiques, collectors of cool, even veterans of vintage, and they can introduce themselves. Thanks for listening. This is the Donnelly Auctions Hour on AM560, The Answer.
1: Welcome back to the Donley Auctions Hour. I'm Susan. I am co-owner of Donley Auctions in Union, Illinois. Here today with my partner, Randy. Hi, Randy. Hey, Susan. We're talking today about antique and vintage toys. And our special guest today is our good friend and consigner and buyer. He's all-around kind of guy. John Betts from Woodstock, Illinois. He is a partner, former owner, former partner of a company called retro One Two Three which made one-eighth scale models of some amazing trucks and cars and buses. But you know what? I don't even want to call those toys, do you? Those are well, not
2: toys. No, they're scale models. Scale but, uh, models. Hi, John. Hey, John. Hi.
1: Thanks for joining you? us.
2: Yeah, You know, John, one one thing I, I love about having you on the show today is that, I mean, you're not only a, a collector, uh, you know, you, you've bought and sold all these fabulous uh, items over the years, and, and you specialize a, a lot in, in these antique toys. But you're also a manufacturer. I mean, how many people really can say that? I mean, you are so well-rounded in this industry. It's an incredible resume you have.
3: Well, to, you know, actually, to go one step further, I'm also, I designed every model that Retro 123 ever sold, and I've designed toys for other toy companies So incredible, you know, yeah. 40 years of doing this, uh, it started actually designing collectibles for companies. Well, I don't even know if you're going to know these names, uh, the Bradford exchange Inesco. Mm -hmm. Oh, of course. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, once collectibles kind of fell out of favor, I started designing toys and one thing led to another and it's been my entire adult life. Uh, it's what, been interesting. What
1: kind of toys were you designing, John? I've seen your workshop. I've seen your building. Tell everyone what kind of toys you design.
3: Well, I got to back up a bit. First of all, the average toy in the U.S. market lasts in the market for less than twelve months. Wow! So wow! Really? Yeah, it's it's that hard. And uh, the problem is with today's consumer, out of sight, out of mind, and they're always onto new things. Things. Don't evolve. hold, you know, mm-hmm. hold your attention like they used to back when we were kids. Uh, I am fortunate in that respect. By if, if you were to go to Google and type in Geo Safari Motorized Solar System, you're going to find a toy that I created for a company called Educational Insights, and I did that in 2000. And you can still buy it today at Walmart. Uh, Amazon, Target, retailers all over the country. that toy's been around for twenty three years. That's the exception, not the norm, because I've done a lot of other toys, and they haven't lasted a year. you know wow. i was I was still uh, uh, just last night when we were doing research,
2: um, we we came across the hula hoop. Um, you know, back uh, you know after after the war, in 1946, when when the hula hoop uh, came out in, in about uh, 1958, I guess uh, Wham-O uh, had it, right? And they sold like 25 million in four months. But right after that, even though it continued to be a, a toy that sold for years and probably still sells today, I, I mean the the it, it was done. I mean the big surge was over and they were on yeah. to other things. You're a hundred percent right. Right. And but then
3: know- conversely, look at look at monopoly, look at Candyland, look at operation. Those are called evergreens, which means they never go away. Wow. And that, that's interesting. Evergreens Yeah, well and <clears throat> it's a whole different dynamic today than it was even when I was a kid growing up. Uh-huh. You know,
1: I, I read real quick, I just read in my research last night, um, the original Monopoly game sold for $147,000, yeah, the original
2: Monopoly game. And I'm surprised there isn't more than that. I yeah, mean, it
1: probably you know. should be. Who's got one in their basement? Go check. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's running to their basement to the shelves right now.
3: <laughs> and you know what's funny, too? When you think of Monopoly, do you know how many derivatives there have been made? There's been Monopoly based on Chicago, Detroit, yeah. Miami, sure. New York. I mean, they just keep reiterating it, and yep. you, it, it's never going to end. But then there's some other toys where they got a shot at one run, one and done. Well, you know, and that's t- today. Let's
2: try to help our our listeners um, with what they might have in their their basements and. Uh, uh, garages or rec rooms or whatever. Uh, what, what, you know, let's think about this. What kind of toys should they be looking for? So many things have, have, you know, unfortunately gone down in value in the collecting world, but what's really hot right now that, that people should be looking for.
3: You know, what never goes away space. Oh, you got it, that right. Robots uh, are, are, are oh, so you hot. Know, I, it, it, it and, and, you know, the funny thing about space, especially space from the, the 1950s and yep. going into the mm-hmm. 60s, before space became real, it was imaginative. Right. I, it was science fiction. Around. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I, I always like to say it's not a real rocket ship if it doesn't have rivets. <laughs> and that's, Well, because that's what it was before right. NASA showed up with their sleek, you know, bullets and... Yeah, it, it it just captivated. You know, here, here's an interesting thing. Uh, back in the 50s, there were space kids and there were cowboy kids. And the cowboy kids outnumbered the space kids probably by 20 to 1. Now you fast forward 50, 60 years, and the cowboy kid is long gone, but the space kids here. But what makes those space toys so rare is that they didn't make as many cowboy toys. Right, or they made more cowboy toys right, than right. space toys. Supply and demand. So they're rarer. Mm-hmm.
1: John, did you design space toys and robots?
3: Yourself, uh, actually, what I did with Retro One Two Three, we made a set of Flash Gordon rocket ships.
2: I remember that. I do yeah. remember that. Yes. Actually, didn't we have one of those in one of our
3: auctions? You did. You yeah, did. Yeah, and uh, I, I actually. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it sold for double what we sold it for. Well, you know, I, and, I'm glad you brought that
2: up, uh, right? John, because I'm glad too. Uh, the The retro one, two, three, uh, you know, uh, un- unfortunately, our, our listeners can't visualize. I hope they, they go to their computers and look up what uh retro one, two, three um, scale model cars and, and everything look like because your quality was phenomenal. Uh, absolutely every detail and, and perfection. And when we uh, had an auction, actually, somebody you had sold uh, your Retro one two three two to um, a- ended up consigning their collection to our auction. And I mean, we had vehicles uh, going for, what, $14,000, $8,000, yep. 9000 right. And what, I mean, what did those originally
3: s- uh, sell for? The most, uh, to, to, to backtrack, uh, we started in 2001. This is a funny story, as a matter of fact. My first show that I did with Retro One Two Three, with the first two models we created, was three weeks after 9-11. Ooh,
0: bad timing. I
3: didn't even know that anyone was going to show up to the show. If you remember, planes weren't even flying in the air.
1: Right.
3: And we survived until 2010, when the Great Recession took a lot of people out of the game, including us, because, quite honestly... Half my customers disappeared, but wow. in those ten years we created forty-two models,
2: uh-huh. and the
3: most expensive model we ever made—you had one, at, you've had at least one at your auctions—was the Aaron's Fox fire engine. Yes, uh-huh.
1: I was just looking okay, at that, that today.
3: That fire engine, yeah, it was the most expensive model we ever made, and it was thirty-two fifty, wow. and we only made seventy of them. Everything we did was low run. And it was for the collector. These weren't to be played with. This was uh, sure. Sure. Well, one one customer, matter of fact, who consigned with you, he filled his entire conference room with our collection.
1: Oh yeah, I was wondering what he did
3: with those. That's the kind of product this was. Incredible. But for everything to sell for four, five, six times what we were making it for, what an investment! What. Five years yeah that's right incredible
1: hey john will you be a hell
3: of a mutual bond
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes it is and will you be able to stick with us for our next segment we'd like to keep talking to you john don't go anywhere we're going to continue talking about antique and vintage toys a little bit about your experience of selling and buying at donley auctions we love to hear your stories and randy what else do you want to talk about in our next segment
2: well, we'll, um, we'll touch base with uh, a, a few more toy-related uh, uh, items. I, I really have so much to talk about and so little time. Uh, we, we need to go two hours. I mean, this one-hour <laughs> stuff is uh, just not enough.
1: But don't go anywhere. John Betts coming up next with more stories about vintage and antique toys. You are listening to the Donnelly Auctions Hour here every Saturday at 1 o'clock on AM 560, The Answer.
0: You're listening to the Donnelly Auctions Hour on AM560, The Answer.
1: Welcome back to the Donnelly Auctions Hour. Thanks for sticking with us during that break. I'm Susan, and this is Randy Donnelly. We're with Donnelly Auctions in Union, Illinois, and our special guest today is Mr. John Betts from Woodstock, Illinois. He is our resident toy expert, well-rounded man with lots of experience. Hi, John.
3: Hey, John. Hi, how are you? Uh, John. Hey, Randy.
2: Yeah, John, it's uh, it's always good to talk with you again. Uh, but o- over the break, uh, you were mentioning something I found really interesting, and I, I of course, think our guests will, um, about how, after World War II, uh, explain what you were telling me about the all these big high-tech engineers became
3: toy designers. Uh, that happened, uh, most people don't realize this, but during the 1950s, The best toys, mechanized toys, battery-operated or tin friction, they were either made in Germany or they were made in Japan. And there was a reason for that, because after World War II, the Allies did not let those countries have military industries, you know, producing tanks and rockets and fighter jets and all that. So all of these engineers were out of work, and a lot of them wound up at toy companies, And they told their bosses there, hey, Siegfried, you know, this airplane that we've been making Mm -hmm. for years with a couple of gears, I can make the doors open. I can make each propeller run individually, and I can make the landing gear go up. And that's what happened. All these great minds wound up in the toy industry. Because so, they had nowhere else to go, and they started making toys like you wouldn't believe. So suddenly the simple
2: little toy that maybe was a, a pull toy or a, a simple a friction toy or something became way much more because we had great designers, great minds
3: uh, putting exactly. putting our effort
2: into making them. Wow. that That's and really it,
3: interesting. There's another funny aspect to all of this, too. If you can find a toy worth pulling apart... I don't recommend doing it to a nice toy, but if you can pull an old toy, friction toy apart, say from the 1950s that was made in Japan or Germany, there's a good chance you're going to find out it's an ex-beer can or detergent or soap tin that wound up as scrap metal at the factory that made detergent because toy companies would dumpster dive their garbage for scrap metal because they weren't given access to metal because they were considered low priority. So they literally built with scraps.
1: That's amazing.
2: You you know, uh, I I can't believe you're bringing that up because I had to repair a toy, uh, you know, several years ago. And I was shocked when exactly that the outside of it was a a Donald Duck, you know, all painted up and and looked great. I open it up, and the inside of the tin was, in fact, just what you're saying. It had been printed for a a different purpose, and it was recycled tin.
3: Really interesting. And that was not the exception. That was the norm because they were considered low priority. Wow. Oh, by the way, one other thing. Uh, Do you remember about 20 years ago at the toy shows, All the Japanese were coming in from Japan and the Europeans were coming in to like the Chicago Toy Show at Kane County. Mm -hmm. Well, what people don't realize is that back in the day when they had to rebuild those countries, they weren't allowed to keep the toys that they built in country. They had to export them for dollars. And that's why a lot of Japanese people would come over here to buy toys. They were denied as kids.
2: Well, again, you're spot on in bringing that up because, you know, at Donnelly Auctions, of course, we have buyers from all over the world uh, exactly. checking in with us. Our our online presence is, is phenomenal, and so many items that we sell are constantly going overseas.
1: You know, when you guys were talking about taking things apart, just to give you an idea of the age difference between the three of us, when I was little, we used to... <laughs> Take Be apart, nice. Take Be apart nice. the stretch Armstrong doll. That's what we were tearing well, apart. <laughs>
2: well, and you were you were just talking about your your one of your favorite toys was oh. the eight ball. What's yeah, my favorite toy
1: was the magic eight ball. Remember that where you shake the it, ink. turn it over, yeah, and, it, yep, and it gives you the prediction of uh, actually a yes. You ask it a yes or no question and it gives you an answer. So mine as a child, I would always ask, Does Scott like me? <laughs> <laughs> and it would say. Don't count on it. <laughs> and that's, I'm traumatized from the magic 8-ball growing but, up. Uh,
2: tell me what you, what you said. This shocked me. What, what's actually in the 8-ball? The when
1: they first invented it in 1946, they had to float it with molasses. It was the only thing that could get that little dye in there to float. Now it's just like an alcohol dye, dyed blue.
2: Yeah, but so th- th- they're that, still that's, popular that's today.
3: T- tell, is tell it etch sketch graphite?
1: Etch-a-Sketch graphite, too. Yeah, oh, we used to etch-a-skets. play with that a lot. How much Lo- love. fun with that. And that's a lot of the vintage stuff. I don't know if etch sketches are still valuable today. I don't know. Um, but we'll talk more about that in our next segment. We're going to wrap things up here with you, John. Is there anything else you want to add? You're very interesting. I love your history stories. We've got about yeah, okay. 10 seconds.
3: Or, I got may, a ton of
2: them. I'd love to come back. We'd, we'd love to have you back as a guest on one of our other other shows down and, the line. And
1: hope to see you, John, at our April Spring Classic. As you know, that's our I'm always there our, our big auction every. You know, we have two big ones every year, and John is not only a buyer but a consigner. So I'm hoping you, you know you have great experience with us.
3: By and, the way, just so you guys know, I don't even know if you guys know this or not, but. You hold the record with me for selling the most expensive rocket ship I ever owned. Wow. What? Wow. wow.
1: What a great way to end the show right here.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks,
1: John, for that. I did not I did $38, not
3: know that. $38,000, but who's, you know. We'll take it. Saying. Who's counting,
1: right? Join us after the break. We're going to continue talking about Donley Auctions. You're listening to the Donley Auctions Hour every Saturday here on AM560, The Answer.
0: More of the Donnelly Auctions Hour on AM 560, the answer.
1: We are back with the Donnelly Auctions Hour. Thanks for sticking with us during that break. We had a special guest on today, John Betts. He's our toy expert, consigner, and a seller, and a buyer and a manufacturer of toys. Wow, was that interesting?
2: Yeah, he's always got some fun facts. I love
1: the uh you'll be back with the us. The history. You know, and that's what I really like to focus on in our shows is the history and the education of
2: collectibles. You know, one of the things that John was touching on as as uh, uh we were signing off is he brought up uh the fact that uh, we actually sold for him uh a kitty ride, a rocket ship kitty ride for $38,000. That's right,
1: it was a kitty ride. Yeah. Not a toy.
2: Well, but you know what? Again, all these things blend into one another they do. The, the, They're collecting, the collecting collecting hobbies. For example, at that auction we had a large collection of pedal cars. That's Mm -hmm. how we got into the kiddie rides also is pedal cars and kiddie rides and everything. It just keeps graduating to the next, to the next item, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and again, there's so many, so many, many, many kiddie rides in, in people's garages and, and uh, warehouses and everything throughout the Chicago area. So call us because we're getting ready for the big April uh, auction where we do just that. You know, we're, we're talking about toys today, uh, but toys is also something that we do put into our April auction. That's right. So if you have a, a collection of antique toys, antique, vintage, uh, whether it's a collection or a single item, now the time to get a hold of us. And we'll give you a, a free assessment of what we think you have and, and what the value would be and what we could sell it for at auction. Uh, so... The time is now.
1: That's right. I think our Friday night auction, we focus on a lot of the coin-operated machines, which those kitty rides fall into that category. But we also have an, a complete half a day of toys, which include pedal cars and Buddy L trucks and cast iron toys and Toy die casts and trains. And it's just unbelievable stuff that's out there that is still valuable today.
2: And, and remember folks, don't throw away the boxes. I was just <laughs> yeah uh, don't throw away the I boxes. was just in a in a home uh, where they had separated they they had all their toys on display so the boxes were in another room. Oh no and I you had them to put myself, them all together. Wh- whatever you do, <laughs> don't get rid of the boxes. The, the boxes can be way more valuable. And the other thing
1: too is don't clean them. don't clean your toys. <laughs>
2: Not, Just, necessary. Yeah,
1: no. not necessary. Not necessary. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that can ruin the value as well. So
2: you know, send I've us got, photos. I've got a quick box story, in, in that, I I bought a bunch of Heartland um, horses. Uh, Heartland figures are are very collectible. The, the Heartland horses, and I had the original boxes for them, but I had them separated, and I'm looking. You know, I had them set up and and uh, photographed, you know, for for my resale. And this was before we had the auction hall. And I'm looking for the boxes. Where's the boxes? Where's the boxes? And one of the boys working for us says, oh, no, boss, I threw those away. They were old. And oh. I, I just was like shocked. <laughs> what, what can you do? They're gone. Wow. Uh, they weren't in the dumpster to any longer.
1: terrific, you must be specific. <laughs> Don't throw away the boxes. Don't put tape on the boxes.
2: Oh, my goodness, no. Yeah, they'll,
1: they'll... I remember unboxing one of John Betts's Custom designed retro one, two, three buses out of the styrofoam box. I'm lifting it up out of there, and he's got all these little rear view mirrors and little hood ornaments antennas I was scared and everything. antennas. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much detail on those. You have to be very careful even taking them out of the boxes, but keep the box, that's for sure.
2: Well, you know, Susan, people want to know all the time what's collectible today, what what's valuable today. And there's so many things that. People had purchased and hoped for, uh, you know, someday, you know, one of them being beanie babies.
1: Oh,
0: you know, yes.
2: there's very few. There are some beanie babies that are bringing big money. What What's the one that, that you found, Susan? The one that- I
1: found was, um, the, it's called Peanut. It's a royal blue elephant that I do show sold for $5,000. In, those are far and few between. I mean, there's well, so many beanie yeah, babies but, out
2: there. But some of those earliest beanie babies are. Yeah are just crazy yeah. valuable. You know, we used to sell Beanie Babies right at um, the Wild West Town. I remember. Uh, my mom ran the gift shop at the Wild West Town, and she had a uh, a franchise with Ty. And uh, she actually knew Ty Warner, very uh, nice gentleman who uh, uh, was actually a plush toy salesman for Where's her. he
1: from? Is he in Oak the... Oak Brook. Oh, he's from Oak
2: Brook? Oak Brook, yeah. And uh, uh, so when she would get a, a Beanie Baby order in... Uh, they, it would come UPS, big boxes, you know, from the UPS mm-hmm. man. And it was so funny, back during this Beanie Baby craze, yes. when the UPS truck pulled in our parking lot at the <laughs> Wild West Town, there would be 15, 20 cars following the, the UPS truck. And the minute the boxes came in, all these uh, these people would rush in the door and and have to you know be buying uh, you know the beanie babies That's crazy. It, it, as fast as we would get them in in the shop we would sell out. Wow! It, it was just beanie baby mania. It That's was crazy. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Unfortunately, not a lot of them are. That valuable. Well, once again,
2: supply and demand, it's the same thing. They were so popular, they made so many of them that, you know, it was hard to keep the value going. That's
1: true. So we're looking for some older, vintage, valuable toys that you might have in your collection at home. Uh,
2: Yeah, collections too.
1: Collections, single items, you know, some dolls, some uh, stuffed animals. You know, there's some things out there that are still valuable today. Uh, like I said, it, the old Monopoly games.
2: We haven't even started to talk about, about Hot
1: Wheels. We haven't even talked about Hot, Hot Wheels yet. Or comic or dolls.
2: Books. I mean, think of the yeah. early Barbie dolls that that have really significant value. I right. mean, some of those first ones they, from the late '50s are huge money.
1: Right. And back, you know, when I was a kid, LightBright, the vintage uh, Easy Bake Oven, those types of items are still valuable today in the you know one to two hundred dollar range, but still. They're it's, still highly collectible. It's what
2: people remember, and they loved, and they want to still, you know, remember their childhood. So That's people right. want Nostalgia. to they want to buy back their youth.
1: That's right. So don't go anywhere. Coming up, we're going to wrap it up with some upcoming auction information for you: how to bid, how to consign. You're listening to the Donnelly Auctions Hour here on AM five hundred and sixty. The answer.
0: The Donnelly Auctions Hour continues now on AM560, The Answer.
1: We are back with the Donnelly Auctions Hour. We're talking about vintage and antique toys because we have a fantastic auction coming up in April. Hi, Randy.
2: Hey, Susan. Uh, You're you're right. We have to uh, uh, get you to call us soon now because uh, April is around the corner in Auction World because we have to not only get you to contact us, uh, email us is the easiest. And um, and then we assess, we come out, we have to pick it up, photograph everything, and and get it online. So uh, time is of the essence to get into the April auction. But in April, we're not only looking for toys. April is one of our biggest auction. We're talking about toys today, but we're always looking for vintage cars, Petroliana, you know, which is signs, gas pumps, everything else. But you know, Uh, Sunday after the show, uh, uh, the day after the show last week, Susan, I went and looked at a 1912 Harley motorcycle. I remember. Oh, my goodness. It's it's something we're trying to get consigned for for this auction. Barn find. It was a barn find. And what an incredible, complete vintage motorcycle. So if you've got vintage motorcycles, we already have about 10 motorcycles consigned to the April auction, but we need more. So if you've got motorcycles, let us know. And there's all kinds of uh, different interesting things that we we put in April.
1: Yeah, like that Mercedes that's out in the parking lot.
2: Well, yeah, and that doesn't have to be all all that old. We have a uh, a 2002 uh, Mercedes. We've got a 2006 Mercedes. Uh, We've got some great vehicles. But we even have a 1951 Ford convertible consigned uh, to the auction. (laughs) That's right. Um, But, you know, when um, when I leave the show here today... Um, I'm going into uh, Chicago, into the city of Chicago, to, uh, to consign a large collection of antique silver. And yes. that being sterling silver, candelabras, dinnerware, you know, uh, anything and everything in sterling silver, um, a person collected uh, high-grade silver. will be selling that in April. I mean, that's uh, being consigned uh, today. And uh, next week, I have to fly out to uh, New York. Uh, to pick up a jewelry collection. Wow. Uh, real high-end. Uh, again, great uh, Great uh, items jewelry. for April. You bet.
1: Again, that auction is April 27th, 28th, and 29th. It's three days. It is the event of the year so far. Consign now. Email us at donleyauctions@outlook.com. Send us a few photos. Like I said, tell us what you know, and we will get back to you, you know, within 48 hours with an assessment of what you should do next. And... Call us at 815-923-7000. If you have any quick questions, we'll be happy to answer those. But again, you know, the spring classics coming up, it's not just toys. It's not just cars and motorcycles. Tell them what else is coming up.
2: Well, we're, we're always looking for vintage advertising, automatons, nodders, uh, soda fountain, country store items, uh, barbershop items. Uh, bars and back bars, carousel animals, kitty rides, gas pumps, toys, uh, even complete interiors out of stores. You know, we'll we'll sell all the the vintage cabinetry and everything. If you've got a, a an old storefront or or anything, we get in and and we'll sell it all. Even my brother right now is crisscrossing the country. Today he's in California, uh, picking items up uh, as we speak. So. It doesn't matter where you're at. If you've got great items, we'll get it. That's right. Give to us a our call hall. At 815
1: 923 7000. That's DonleyAuctions.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks for listening. We do have several auctions coming up besides just the April auction. Like I said, vintage license plates tomorrow, Sunday, March 12th. Phonographs, records, and radios March 18th. Popcorn collection April 1st. Guns and Military, May
2: 20th. I don't know. I think you guys got to
1: come back and listen to us next week. We'll be talking about something else again. That's for sure. For now, I'm Susan.
2: And I'm Randy Donnelly. And And we'll we'll see you at at the auction. auction.
0: Thanks for listening to the Donnelly Auctions Hour on AM560, The Answer. Check out all the latest information on upcoming auctions and collectibles at DonnellyAuctions.com. And while you're there, you can contact someone about buying or selling your collectibles or estates. That's Donnellyauctions.com.